0: Oh God, we come to you this moment, awaiting the birth of the Christ child, knowing that a great event is about to happen, ready to celebrate. But God, we know we're not there yet. Help us to anxiously await the Christ child coming to the earth. Help us anxiously anxiously await your second coming where we can make all things right and new. Help us to be bearers of your good news. So, Lord, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. You know, we love music. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. There, there, there is a song that, that gets stuck in your mind or gets stuck in your head every once in a while, doesn't it? And that song plays over and over again. We, we identify important activities or important events with music. We identify different movies or different television shows with Music, like for example, when you hear da, 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 what do you think of? Star Wars, Star Wars right? When you hear da, da, what is that? Only have to do two notes twice, that's awesome, yeah, we identify jaws, okay, how about this? Come sit right back over here, a tale, a tale of a faithful trip. Gilligan's Island, right? Okay, and this is for younger people. I think he's still relevant. My kids are older. I love you, you love me. What is that? Barney, right. So we have all of these songs, you know, they they immediately, sometimes good... Okay, so for me like Star Wars or, or going to Zyla, sometimes bad like Barney, but no. <laughs> we have these songs that bring up memories and songs that bring up important times in our lives. Music has always been an important part of my life. That, that's why I uh, became a music education major in college and you know, I remember growing up and being in junior high, my, my playlist, or at that time, if I had a mixtape, it would be filled with Billy Joel, Huey Lewis and the News. On the Christian side of things, we had Petra or DeGarmo and Key. And I, I, I would go to school dances, ready to dance in these music, and I would have these bright yellow pair of pants and this Hawaiian shirt. And I would stand in the middle of the cafetorium, and I would just be dancing to all the music. And... <laughs> oh, don't believe me. I, I won't even do the dance that I did. I, that was, that was, that's the best that I can do right now. <laughs> but, you know, I, I hear those songs, and it reminds me of a certain time. It reminds me... Of a certain place. We're talking about awaiting the already. And we're looking at the different gospel stories or the different gospel tellings of the nativity. We started looking at the gospel of Mark. About the importance of of preparing. The importance of making sure that we are ready for this Magnificent event, and then last week we talked about the Gospel of Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew, to me, it reminds me of how real the Christmas story is. That there was there was strife, there was disappointment, there was anxiety, there was fear. Just like there is with our lives now, we have all of those things that can play in our day-to-day journey. But we have that reminder that through all of the strife, through all of the disappointment, that God is with us. Today we are going to look at the Gospel of Luke. And the Gospel of Luke is really the songbook of the Christmas story. There are songs throughout the entire Nativity story, there's a song of silence, there's a song of obedience, and then there is a song of joy. The first song that we're going to talk about is the song of silence, and we're introduced to two characters in the Gospel of Luke named Zechariah and Elizabeth. Now, if you're familiar with the story, you know that Zechariah is a priest. And his wife, Elizabeth, has longed to have a child. And they're they they mature in their years, and, and they've been waiting and waiting and waiting. And one day, an angel comes to Zechariah and promises and gives him the good news that Elizabeth will give birth to a son, and Zechariah just can't believe it. He said, there's absolutely no way in the world that, that my wife, who is mature in her age, can have a child. Because of that doubt, Zechariah is silent throughout the carrying of John. He is silent until John is born, and people are having an argument about what the name of this child should be. Should it be Zach Jr.? Should it be named after Elizabeth's dad? But John says no. Zachariah says no. His name shall be John. And it was after that moment, after he gained his voice back, he, saw, he sang a song of praise that included these words from Luke 1, 76-79. Talking about John, he says, You, child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way. You will tell his people how to be saved through the forgiveness of their sin because of our God's deep compassion. The dawn from heaven will break upon us to give light to those who are sitting in darkness and the shadow of death to guide us on the path of peace. See, it took this nine-month period, it took this time for Zechariah to not be able to communicate with other people, for him to fully see the promises that God had for his son, John. So what is it that we can learn from this song of Zechariah? We can learn that silence is a great teacher. One of my favorite activities when I did youth ministry is to go on a camping trip with the youth or be outside and among nature and after the praise team or, or we sang some hymns or, or, or some songs to stand in front of the youth and just stand there. And I would go a little bit longer than that. And the youth would start to chuckle. And I would go, shh. Then after a while, I asked the youth, What do you hear? And you hear them say, Well, I heard a bird. Or I heard the river flowing beneath us. I heard people moving around in their seats. And I said, you know, that is the invitation that we have from God, that invitation to be still, to be silent, and to listen. See, I think sometimes we're more intentional in planning what it is that we're going to do or we're more intentional about making sure our lists are checked off instead of spending moments or creating moments in stillness and silence, to wait, to hear what God is calling us to do. You know, it's, it's hard. I, I will admit it's something really hard to do. There are times where I'm driving where I like to blare the radio, and I'm not listening to the radio. I just want that noise to fill my life. I want that noise to be there so I don't have to think. So, I don't have to wait. So, I don't have to encounter those things that may be fearful to me. See, I think that's what what Zechariah had to do. Zechariah had to deal with all of those fears, all of that anxiety in his life. What are people going to think if he can't say anything? How can he perform his duties as a priest? How could he help his wife Elizabeth if he can't speak? But it's that moment of silence, that song of silence that he had to live through that allowed him to prepare for the birth of his son and prepare his son for the ministry that he would be a part of. When we allow silence to move into our lives, then I think we can move into the second song, the song of Mary, which is a song of obedience. Charlie talked about it earlier, but hear again these words from Luke 1, verses 46 through 55. Mary says, with all my heart, I glorify the Lord. and the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God, my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored because the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel. Remembering his mercy just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham, and to Abraham's descendants forever. This song is filled with two parts, if you will, two two different verses. The first verse is autobiographical. The first verse, verse focuses all about what God is doing For Mary, preparing her, helping her to see what is going on in her as as she prepares for the birth of the Christ child. But then the tone switches. And then the tone switches from what God is doing in Mary to what God is going to do through Mary. It is through this baby that will be born to her that the nations will be set free, that the hungry will be fed, that all of the spiritual loneliness that is in the world can be relieved. It is a reminder for us that the gift of Jesus Christ is a gift that we should wholly embrace, but then we must in turn bear that gift for others who are in need. Our world is filled with discouragement. You know, if you read the newspaper, if you 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 look online on your Facebook feeds, or if you look at any type of news source online, or you hear the evening news, you can see that this world is full of discouragement. But in Christ and through Christ, we can be the gift of encouragement to others, so that God's blessing that flows through us can flow through others as well. See, when we recognize that through the gift of God, through this gift of obedience, God is working in and through us, and then we can share the greatest song that we have during this Christmas season, and that is the song of joy. See, the song of joy comes from the angels, and it starts out this way. The angel said, do not be afraid. Look, I bring good news to you, wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. You know, I've always liked the shepherds. The shepherds have, have been, well, except when I was in elementary school and I was always cast as a shepherd in the school play because, or the, the church play because the older kids always got the cool parts of the wise man and, and Joseph. But I've always enjoyed the story of the shepherds. You know, here are the common, ordinary people. Maybe not even the common ordinary people. These are the lowest of the lows, the people who who weren't good at anything else, so they just sent them out to take care of the sheep. And they spent times in the fields, alone, deserted. But it was God who decided that these are the people who shall receive the good news first. The lowly, the outcast, those who are not considered being a part of society. They are the ones who were invited first to come to the manger, to come and see the Christ child born among us. Kind of flips the scale of what we have today, isn't it? While we think that the the greatest and the mightiest are the ones who deserve everything, the Christmas story reminds us that Christ came for the least and the lost. Christ came so that we may have life and we may have it abundantly. And then we encounter the ultimate group sing. As the angels are gathering all around the shepherds, and we hear glory to God in heaven and on earth, peace among those whom he favors. My friends, we have good news. And we have good news to share, whether it is just speaking the good news to our our neighbors and to our friends, or whether it is singing out the good news through song. We know that through our silence, we get to draw closer to God. Through our obedience, we see how God is working in us and through us. And it is through our joy that we make Christ available and known to all. My hope and my prayer is that as we draw closer to the stable and as we await the birth of a Savior, we can savor those moments that we are silent. We can be obedient to Christ's work in and through us, and then we can share the good news of a baby born in Bethlehem for others. Let us pray. Oh, God, you have given us this opportunity, this season of preparation so that we can slow down, so that we can listen and so that we can hear your call in our lives. You have given us this season of preparation so that we can await the good news of Christ our Lord. You have given us this season of preparation so that we can be obedient and cherish the work that you have done in us so that we can allow you to work through us and be Christ to others. And God, we give you joy. We thank you for giving us a community to celebrate the birth of the Christ child. We thank you for the opportunity to be your hands and feet to the world around us. And so, Lord, as we come closer to the manger, give us your peace. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.